0: regular features regular 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 features
1: regular 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 features, regular features the show. hello and welcome to regular features the podcast that's the same every week and like every week storm Eunice has driven us underground into the regular feature storm bunker Me, Log, Matt, Joe, and Gav were fooling around in the park when the squall descended, and with visibility fast fading and the threat of being pierced by a flying spike rising, we formed a chain of hand-holding men by holding our man-hands and blindly fumbling our way into the safety of our underground sanctum.
2: However, when we got inside and the vault door slammed shut behind us, we looked down at our mostly unsevered hands and realize we were not a five-long chain of podcasting men, but a dipole ring-a-ding of
1: grade-B ding-dongs. That's right. Only two members of Regular Features were spared from the unrelenting tempest. I went a bit bit Matt Berry then. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We can only assume that the remainder of the podcast has been destroyed by Eunice. Joe, especially
2: in my imagination, will have been horribly buffeted to within an inch of his dizzy little gadabout life. I genuinely can't bear to think of his legs all stretched around a tree while he screams my name. Gav, my god, he must surely have been crushed to crumbs of Barabrith beneath an untethered skip by now. Not to mention Matt, who will have certainly been whipped into a cloud and obliterated by a million little zephyrs, pecking away at his flanks like tiny little windbirds as though they were stormy fat balls. (laughs) Whoops.
1: (laughs) Let's go. All of them are (laughs) dead. All of them are dead and so flattened they may never podcast again. Leaving only Steve, that's me, and Log, higher, to bring your features. If you are hearing this audio cassette tape, that means we are safe. We have enough food in here to last for an entire meal. And I've got one of those little mini PS1 consoles with Gran Turismo pre-installed on it that you just have to plug into the telly, so I think we're set. For entertainment.
2: i wait to unlock me some cars.
1: Oh, yeah. Get my international
2: bee license. <laughs> B license? Wow. Boy, brilliant. Well, brilliant. International bee license. Save that for later. We'll need it. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay, well, that's the situation at Rinlog, and that's the end of the script. So now we've got to improvise, me brilliant. and you. What well, are we doing yeah. here in this little bunker? What have you? Well, I don't know. I mean, we're locked inside
2: here, but I mean, where there's no wind. And I just wondered, what's the windiest thing you've ever done, Steve? Um... <laughs> That, that's, ooh, that's nice. I'll, I want to tell you the windiest thing I've ever done. Now, what's the windiest thing
1: you've ever done? Now, <laughs> oh, never mind.
3: <laughs> <laughs> never we're mind.
1: In a, <laughs> we're in a bunker, log. We cannot
2: do wind. The only well, all that we've got is to laugh about at all the people who are probably
1: dying out there. Last I saw, the Millennium Dome was being. Shorn to ribbons by Storm Eunice, and Valkyries were flying in to do a concert. The Fugees were meant to be playing there tonight. Oh, that's fucking rotten, isn't it? Whitecliff Jean was was when the when the wind tore the top off the Millennium Dome. Tiny Wyclef Jean was inside, and he started running around like a woodlouse,
2: crawling up and down all the instruments, accidentally yeah. playing them. And it's and that will be the last ever gig they do, and it's really bad because it's just Wyclef Jean. Crawling along a zither.
1: I shame on me. I did not know that the Fugees were still touring. Um, doing doing their uh, their several songs they've got. I
2: hear my name many fingers. Sing my love with this
1: song. Mm. Do you hear me softly. softly, and then the wind whips off <laughs> everyone's t-shirts, and they just fucking think it's part of the effects
2: because you when you're in that place, they do have some like amazing pyros and.
1: Whatever the wind version of pyro is. Your clothes get whipped up into the ceiling. They burst into flames. It's all part of the magic of live music.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I'm just very sorry that no one actually got to see that. It was no one, I'm assuming no one was let into the venue. Uh, there were children at the venue. Oh my God, they're the easiest to get lifted up
1: into the air by a windy gust. Yeah, I stress where past tense. They're not there anymore, let me tell you they were safely evacuated oh. by the wind to the sky. Oh
2: my God, you're playing me like Cliff Jean plays the zither <laughs> by crawling across me.
3: I am just a jelly boy I am made from gelatin Sometimes it makes me quite annoyed I can only jiggle and spin Met a doctor who walked past Said he had a range of cures Recommended a podcast Said it was called Regular Features Capture not mad Steve in my ear holes I did not dare hope for miracles, my heart going boom, 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 then they said, Jelly Boy, we're going to give you bones, yeah, some bones, some Jelly Boy
2: bones. All right, Steve, um, so I um, love the fact you bought this um, PS1 in there, I can't believe that you've got a, an actual PlayStation powered by USB.
1: And it's got seven games in it. One of them's Gran Turismo. Well, you've two, said that. Gran Turismo One. One of them's Final Final Fantasy 7. All three discs. Oh
2: Jesus, though we're not gonna we're not gonna play through that now. For one thing, we've played through that game three times each in our lives, and the intro is so boring and slow. We never want to do it again. I'm not going through that fucking Mako reactor with you. I'm just not, Steve. I'm already. <laughs> I'm already getting a little bit itchy inside this fucking tomb. Uh, but yeah, watch. But it's got me thinking about USB.
1: I, I do have a I actually do have a um a plastic crate in the corner of the room. Um that is full of a tangled web of USB cables that I might need.
2: One of the one of the little boxes in my Calax shelving that I don't let Stuart go into is just USB cables. And if he ever looks in it, he'll lose respect for me for the amount of fucking USB cables I've got.
1: Do you have one of every kind of USB cable?
2: All the colours of the rainbow, my friend. <laughs> and do you have a favourite USB cable? Well, I've got to say, my one of my favourites, an all-time classic, is USB-A on both ends. You can't fault it. It's a classic. You don't see it very often now, USB-A nice. on both ends. Nice little white bit of foam in there, cushioning the pins. Foam? Well, I don't know. It's something. There's something in there, isn't there? I think it's bread. I do wonder why I come in the morning and there's little Robin red breasts in my basket of
1: <laughs> cables. What about mini-USB? Because if you think of it as a face, it mm-hmm. looks absolutely appalled at the idea of going into that little hole. I get that, but I, I do want them out of my life. But unfortunately, I've
2: got a blue Yeti microphone. That means I'm still forced to have this little fucking mini-USB cable. What I hate, you might love it, I hate it, but I've got to have it and at the minute I have to know that the things I'm saying to you are going through its screaming little face and through the internet and into your ears and like I don't want I don't want a
1: middleman. I just want to scream into your face directly Steve form a tight seal around my mouth and just scream a podcast into me
2: yeah I want bring me the USB B cable Steve because I find it admirable that a cable can be so dedicated to printers and I refuse to do Anything else with it. I well, I can't do anything else with it. I I will never get a wireless printer because I refuse to endanger these beautiful cables.
1: <laughs> they, they are on the endangered cable list. <laughs> well the downside is you can never pull them out. So you end up having to take your entire printer around to your friend's house for a cable party. okay yeah, okay. Well we all we'll have cable parties, but fucking hell.
2: Just I can't imagine you walking your printer down the street like it's a dog, Steve.
1: Alright then, what what's the fucking, what else do you like? Gotta be micro USB cable, am I right? Mm-hmm. Will they carry data? Will they not carry data? Teaches you a valuable lesson about assumption and keeps you on your guard in a world where nobody can be trusted. Yeah, but I hate the fact that
2: those two little claws on the bottom of it make it feel like you can use it to comb a doll's hair. But you always find out that the, you're better off using the brush that came with the doll. So I love USB 3.0. I love just the ones with the blue foam. I love putting them in older USB ports and just watching the
1: cable bulge like a cartoon hose pipe. But why are they blue? Why do they have to be gendered? Can't cables just be cables? Well, maybe make a better one that's pink then, eh? They did make a better one, Doug. What? It's called the USB-C. Everybody loves the USB-C. You'd have to be a controversial contrarian to have any argument against yeah, USB-C. Yeah, you say that, but the first time
2: is I've ever had to fashion a plastic dagger from a water bottle from cutting up a water bottle and spend ten minutes fucking sticking that dagger into my port to scratch out fluff. That's that's with USB-C. To be honest, I'd rather have a fucking lightning connector. You've got fluff in a USB hole. Oh, fluff! Oh, have you had a Samsung Galaxy phone, Steve? They're terrible. Their screen protectors Just scratch and make it look shit, even though it's a stuck-on protector that you can peel off and void your warranty.
1: But also, they've got fluff magnets up there, chuffs. That's horrible. Do you have any compressed air you can just blast up there? I've got
2: two lungs, Steve, but it turns out what you end up doing is gobbing on the fluff. (laughs) (laughs) Which just mats it down. (laughs) Yeah, it really, really beds it in there, and that's when you have to cut up a plastic bottle and fucking
1: shiv it out. Hi, I'm the Monolith from 2001: A Space Odyssey, and I've got a bone to pick with you. Why aren't you listening to the Regular Features podcast? Like I listened with anticipation and intrigue. Why well, not anticipation? Yes, anticipation and intrigue. Oh, for your USB feature. Because I have my own list of USBs that I like, and you might have thought that you got them all. Well, I've been on the Wikipedia entry for USB protocols and standards, and let me tell you, there are some USBs that you've forgotten about. Some pretty open goals actually. For example, remember USB J? No. Pros. USBJ sounds like you've come back from (laughs) holiday in America and you're bragging to your friends that you got sucked off by a cowboy. Cons. When you text the cowboy to tell him that you got your results back from Dean Street Clinic and they said you've definitely got a rare strain of cowboy gonorrhea, the cowboy says, well, I could have just as easily got that from you and hangs up the phone. (laughs) Which is weird because you texted him. I forgot that. And then there's like USBF. Remember USBF? Who could forget USB-F? Pros. The cable is magnetized, so you can feed it down your esophagus to fish for any halfpenny's you oughtn't have swallowed. (laughs) Cons. It's Flintstones rules, so while you're fishing for coins, the other end of the cable keeps saying things like, It's a living. (laughs) Uh, Then, of course, there's USB-GG. Pros.
3: (laughs) GG! (laughs)
1: Cons. I'm, I'm think- oh, my God!
2: <laughs> I love what you're screaming, Steve, but I think your microphone may have limited you
1: out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, look, there's also USB beep 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Pros. This is the famous USB cable used by John Lennon and Paul McCartney when they were driving around in a car trying to catch George Harrison. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Hang on, I just got a text. It's a fucking cowboy. <gasps> he says, "Have you that? seen my spurs?" Fuck's sake! What a prick! Hold on, I'm just, just going to. I'll edit this out. I'm just going that, that, to reply
2: to. That's not auto correct, is it? It's like, not. Have
1: you seen my sperm? Because you sucked him off. Spurs. Yeah, okay. Spurs. Cool. Cool. So,
3: <clears throat>
1: no, I have not seen your spurs. Have you checked your cowboy boots? Sorry about that. Okay. Right. Uh, What was I? Uh, Cons. George Harrison is so distressed by being hunted down by his... Sorry. Hold on. Oh, God. He's not texting again, is he? Yeah. Sorry. God, they must have just woken up in fucking Texas. I think so. He says, what in tarnation? (laughs) Obviously, (laughs) I've checked my cowboy boots. They are not there. You were wearing them while I was sucking you off. Okay. One oh, second. Sorry about this, Love. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. Uh yeah, I remember you gave me cowboy gonorrhea dude. X. Okay. Sent. Right. Sorry about that. Uh where was I? US I uh, did USB beep 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 beep. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you yeah, okay? U.S. You 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 did get mm-hmm. anti cowbiotics <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah cool. it's all cleared up now. Cool, sweet. Uh, U.S.B. and Q. <laughs> Pros. Oh, sorry. I, oh, I, I, again, sorry. Steve. I, yeah, I've got can you to just fucking do a feature or something. Uh, he said, mm-hmm. Cowboy says, I had I had check two days before I sucked you off, and <laughs> no cowboy gonorrhea. Explain that, partner. And when I was finished sucking you off with my spurs on you on my with, with my spurs on, you said you thought they were like Heelys and tried to roll around the saloon on them. Prick. Uh, I'm just going to reply to him it's one like second.
2: how precious are fucking spurs.
1: Yeah. yeah, they look like sharp little adult Heelys for rolling around on. Excuse me, what do you expect me to do? Uh, oh, a little skateboarding emoji at the end of that. It's yeah, fair play. fucking Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> she fired already. Sorry. Oh, oh fuck. I'm just going to get, a... get a bit of feature in. He says, Well, my spurs are gone now, Dag Nabbit. Arrest, mate.
2: You know you're a cowboy.
1: Look, cowboy. I am trying to do a feature about USB cables with my best friend Log. Don't make your problem my emergency. Nice. How's that? That's good. And like yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's like real therapy talk there. I don't need your negative cowboy energy <laughs> clouding my aura right now. I am not obliged to carry that weight. And I did not. Um, furthermore, I did not consent to take on this emotional burden. Yeah, that's
2: good legal language. That say "furthermore," that makes it sound like makes it sound like you've hired a solicitor when you use words like "furthermore."
1: And anyway, the spurs did work just like Healy's, <laughs> except I fucked up the original hardwood flooring in the saloon between the spur marks. And you spittooning my jizz Who can really say Why the piano player suddenly stopped Playing maple leaf rag And we were both picked up by our collars And belts and (gasps) thrown out through The swinging doors into the dusty street Send I'm very impressed
2: If it was intentional That you had sperm arcs And sperm
1: arcs It's so beautiful (laughs) Now tell me honestly, Steve, was it intentional? It was not sperm <laughs> arcs and sperm arcs. <laughs> oh, he's replied.
2: Oh, fucking amazing! <laughs> Fuck. Even what
1: for? He's just replied. Lol. <laughs> uh, what should I send him? Should I send him the send him the cowboy emoji? Um, send him the flamenco girl emoji. That always flamenco works. girl. Okay. Yeah, and, and right. also the tuxedo. Fun. Yeah, flamenco girl, tuxedo. Oh, and then the um, the person with the arms crossed going, no. <laughs> right.
2: And then the face that looks like it's going to be sick, but then you look closer and it's actually purple and confused. So it's just one of those annoying ones that you don't see very often. Oh, So you you make the wrong assumption. And then okay. when they do make the wrong assumption, you can just say, I didn't mean that, mate. You're really overreacting. And oh, that's good.
1: Thank and then you. I'll follow it up with the stock market going up. Yes! <laughs> onto an aubergine. <Okay>. <laughs> Send. Right. Uh oh, he's typing now. Oh Jesus <laughs> Is he still Sorry, typing? He's, yeah, he's still typing. He could be
2: He's probably oh. he's either he's typing a long message or taking a long time about a short message. Yeah,
1: I think so. He's stopped now. Now right, he's typing again.
2: Oh, Oh,
1: here we go. Read it. I'm riding into town on Friday, staying for three days and leaving on Friday. Do you want to hang out? Brackets. Friday is the name of my horse. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm going to reply to him. One second. One second. Sure. You can suck me off on Friday this time, lol. <laughs> then. I'm going to date log. <laughs> you are going to wrap this up quickly. I'm going to get sucked off on Friday. Look <laughs> at <you>. how amazing. Features.
3: Regular. Regular features. Come on. Do, da, 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 da. Now
2: it's time for my bunker feature. Ooh. Um, the second in the Gilbert Oakley, Doctor of Psychology trilogy. Well, yeah, you know. The first
1: thought- performed above ground. The second performed below ground. And the Where's third... Where's the third going to be performed?
2: In the flying city of Belgravia. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the name of the city in Bioshock. <laughs> It's not a good game, Steve. Why would I remember it? Columbia. I just looked it up, sorry. Nice, you didn't know either. It is a forgettable game. (laughs) (laughs) If you're anything like me, when it's getting close to bedtime, you like to pull on your light denier purple stockings, whip out a candle, and tiptoe upstairs. And with every step, you shush yourself, never knowing who's behind the dozens of shut doors on your landing. And what they might do if you wake them up. "'You make it to the bathroom like you do every night, "'and you squirt a pea-sized amount of toothpaste onto your brush, "'and then you draw the bristles across your teeth as slowly as possible "'and wrap your mouth around the tap "'and silently administer yourself just enough water to slush out the paste.' Then you glide across the hallway, careful not to break any of the hundreds of hovering vases, before putting your head on the pillow and succumbing to exhaustion. Then it's time to resume your fictional life as the host of the King Billy Public House. Ta da 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 da! It's dream reversal situation. I, I'm 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 having fun reading Old Moore's Dream Book. <laughs> I promised you last week that I would do another feature about Gilbert Oakley's books, and this is The Dream Book, in which he gives you a very, very obviously wrong dictionary of things, what things you dream about mean. Mm. Because, like, I think we can all, all of us here can see the flaws in saying that if you dream of a mackerel, it will mean financial success. Mm-hmm. Say, if you were a poor family and your father said, I've just been sacked, and they gave me this mackerel, <laughs> and now we're dying of poverty, you <laughs> might dream of mackerel that night and not it not be as than that.
1: Also, yeah. like I could not point out a mackerel in a shoal in a lineup.
2: <laughs> if you can
1: identify mackerel, I dare say you come from a rich fish spotting background
2: Yeah, but there's a few different things in here, but the the weirdest thing about this book to me is that it's there are hundreds of different words that you can look up. But they all boil down to the same thing. Like if you look up almonds, if if you dream of almonds, it's about mm. future enjoyment. If the almonds are sweet, your business will flourish. If they are bitter, your business will fail. If you dream about anger, It means they are your best friend and your sweetheart. And if you dream that your sweetheart is angry, you can be sure that they love you sincerely. Which is like, obviously, Gilbert's way of convincing himself that those times that he'd dreamed of his partners being angry with him meant that he was a really good boyfriend.
1: Yeah, and also trying to convince his friends who dreamt about being angry at him. It means you love (laughs) me sincerely. Yeah. (laughs) What does he say about teeth falling out? Oh, that's a good one. I'll look up teeth.
2: To dream that you see a person with white, regular teeth denotes that you will have a beautiful lover whom you will marry. To dream that your teeth are very loose... That's the one. portends personal illness. To dream that one of them comes out denotes the loss of a friend or relative. To dream that you have the toothache is a dream of contradiction. It denotes much... Financial enjoyment and pleasure. Yeah. The fact that you just chose teeth as a random thing and it's all about lovers
1: and businesses, it's, that's all he talks about. Yeah, money and fucking. Yeah,
2: It's, well, it's always
1: like, denoting one of the two things.
2: Yeah, and so he's got lovers. And if you dream about an earwig, this is the one other thing I found was like, if you dream of an earwig, a rival will thwart your business.
1: Or your an earwig enemy, business,
2: or an enemy will steal your lover, and like if you eat a rotten egg, it means a friend will become an enemy. He just only has friends, enemies, and businesses. <laughs> and businesses. <laughs> this is all he fucking knows. And he's got hundreds of things. Like if you dream of a diving bell, it means great, great business will come your way. Which means that he's he's the kind of guy who's hung around people on boats, knowing mackerel. While he dives and rings bells all day long. And I <laughs> That's I just not wondered... what a diving bell is. <laughs> yes, it is! You're right, you'd ring it when you dive to let people know you're underwater and not to let off any depth charges. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd invite Gilbert Oakley on today to interpret a few of the dreams that have been Phoned into the podcast. You know this is a phone-in podcast. Let's listen to a few of the people who've called in today on line one, on line two. Hello, I'm Roz from Frasier. And then we'll give Gilbert and Gilbert a chance to interpret them.
0: This morning, uh, uh, it's a recurring dream. I dreamed that I was reading the newspaper and the front page story said that I was about to get arrested Arrested for eating the news. And I was so worried about that, I I ate the newspaper. And then another newspaper came through the front door, and it said that the police are closing in on the greedy guts news gobbler. So I ate that too. And then there was another knock at the door, and it was the enforcement arm of the Bureau for eating the news. And then I woke up, and I was a hamster.
2: (laughs) I'm Gilbert Oakley. This dream is about a sweetheart. There is a girl you like, and she likes you too. You will get married and produce 3 children, each younger than the last. Next dream please. God damn it.
3: I dreamt
1: that my fingers worked like pens, which was great in my day job at the bank for filling in forms I have to fill in as part of my job. But when I get to the dark room in my lo- when I get to the dark room in my local gay club. <laughs> when I get to the dark room in my local gay club. <laughs> Everyone knows when I wank them off, and I get such looks.
2: This is a very common dream. It means you have an enemy. An enemy is circling your business. Be warned. If you attract more than three enemies, or one normal enemy and one big enemy, you will go bankrupt. <laughs> Next dream, please. I'm a hungry Gilbert.
0: I dreamed that I was on the pig beach in the Bahamas, that place where all the pigs staff about in the sea. And when we checked into the hotel next to the sea, the next room along from us was full of pigs. And when we got talking to them, it turned out they were on holiday too, and we lived quite close to each other. We promised to keep in touch, but of course, you never do.
2: This is a dream about an enemy business that is trying to steal your sweetheart. Be on the lookout. For any strange dividends you find on the bedside table. And check behind her to see if your rival business has stuck a post-it note on their bum with hostile takeover written on it. I now want another dream. Oh my god, fill me up. I'm a
1: hungry Gilbert Oakley. <laughs> I have a recurring dream in which I'm flying, and it's great, and everybody points up and looks at me and says, Wow, there's flying, and I wave, and everyone cheers, and then I spot a traffic warden giving out a parking ticket, and everyone is booing him, so I fly down and tell him that he should get a proper job flying around like me. Now all the people who are booing are clapping again, and now they start cheering, and he says, You know what, I bloody will. So we fly around together, and everyone's just screaming in delight now. It's a real will they won't they thing, and we decide to see how fast we can fly, but when we reach the speed of sound, The noise of the clapping and the cheering can't keep up, so we change direction, and all of the cheering hit us at once, and for the first time in my life,
3: I'm happy.
2: Dreams about flying are very common, and indicate that your business is very much in love with you, even though it has been captured and has been held prisoner in your enemy's palace. Your sweetheart, meanwhile, has started their own business, which could compete with your own, driving innovation in your sector and keeping prices low for the consumers. "'Remember, once you have rescued your business "'from the enemy palace, "'you must urgently form a price-fixing cartel "'with your sweetheart.'" "'Oh, God, I'm nearly full now, "'but I still need another dream. "'Oh, God, oh, God, God, I love him so much. "'Give me a dream, please.'" Gilbert's Gilbert's gone all velvety. He's, "'Oh, God, just a dream, Steve. "'Give me a dream.'"
0: (laughs) "'I dreamed that I was going to a party.'" all I could do was quack. So I took a quick detour on the way to the party to a lake to see if the quacking I did made sense to ducks. (laughs) It was night time by the time I got there. And I I stood there and I quacked at the ducks. Who, to be quite honest, seemed aloof and distant but finally one duck waddled up to me and dropped a bit of algae at my feet and I, I bent down and I put it in my mouth and it tasted absolutely disgusting. So I spat it on the floor and in that moment I started talking in English again like it had broken a spell. The duck shook its head and waddled sadly back to the lake and just for a second I saw a massive room full of lake treasure that I suddenly knew it would have given me if I'd just ate the algae. Anyway, I went, I went on to the party and I, I kissed the one who was dead. nice I fucking loved it.
2: <laughs> to dream of treasure is to conjure a chimera that is made out of half-sweetheart and half-business. Once this beast is filled with capital obtainable in a separate dream... It will be unstoppable, and you may ride it into the offices of your enemies and demand they give you 51% of their evil business. Oh, I'm gonna shit dream soon, but I've still got room for one more. I just want one more dream. Can you tell me your dream, Steve? Before I shit.
1: (laughs) I can lucid dream, so when I dream, I can do whatever I like. So the moment I close my eyes, I am kissing the most beautiful person in the world. I lean in with my lips pressed together, and they do too, and I close my dream eyes and we kiss, and it sounds like this, and honestly, it's so hot and cool, I love kissing, and then when I open my eyes, I discover that my sweetheart is actually my enemy, and she is pregnant with a business.
2: This is a meaningless dream. You are insane. Your brain is shit. Sweethearts and businesses is not in for dreams where they live. Perhaps you have got being awake and being asleep mixed up. Maybe you are my dream. Just get out of my mind. You're inverting my God, son, I hate you. I'm Gilbert Oakley, and you have made me shit out of my mouth, and it's a big rainbow dream stream, and I don't want to feel it no more. <laughs> right, I didn't know where that bit came from, but thank you.
3: <laughs> me,
2: and then just hold me, because my name is Juicy Susan.
1: Well, that's it from the regular features bunker. That is potentially the last episode of regular features you'll ever hear, presuming Storm Eunice has wiped humanity from the face of this goddamn Earth. If you like the podcast <laughs> and you'd like to help <laughs> us
3: continue
1: doing it, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Regular Features and help us out by donating a amount of your choosing per episode. Why would they do that, Steve? What would they get in return? Well, you would get. And this is is important now, Log, because the Earth is on the precipice of being blown backwards by this fucking storm. You want to make sure that when you go into God's green soil, you go there with your B name, not with your human name. And you will be given a B name when you become a patron of the Regular Features podcast. Log, could you please give a B name to the following new patrons? John Stephen. Oh my god, that's our names. Oh fucking hell! Hello?
2: Oh, he deserves something better than John Bon Beehive.
1: I like John Bon Beehive. I think like yeah, John of Bon Beehive. He sold it short when he said something better than John Bon Beehive, and it's like, <laughs> we're not going to get anything better than John Bon Beehive. <laughs> Stephen,
2: could you give a bee name to Alexander Moore? Please, bees.
1: Can I have some more <laughs> honey? <laughs> please bees, can I have some more honey? Look, please give a bee name to Alice Norton. Alice Umsteigen? Hang on. I'm just gonna
2: check whether that means what I think it does mean. Alice Einsteigen, we're going to bee town! <laughs> Alice Einsteigen, what does that mean? Um, for your information, Alice Einsteigen. Means all aboard. Alice Einsteigen, we're going to B Town. Yes. Give a B name to John Richardson. Mm. And please be aware that John Bon Beehive has
1: He's gone. Taken. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Uh, ooh, uh the <laughs> Yeah, go on. You got me you got me uh, wet. Yeah. <laughs> <I'll carry on. laughs> the oh. <laughs> honeycomb captain B, <laughs> honeycomb captain, <laughs> honeycomb plan plan B from outer space. Is that it? Are you happy with that? <laughs> fucking L. <hell. laughs> this is what you guys had to do every week. I know. It's you know. Stupid. Do you know
2: why I'm always sweating and desperate at the end of the episode? why when I stop the Zoom call and go to do it, I'm always gasping in relief. <laughs> it's because we do this last.
1: Honeycomb Captain B. That's it. Honeycomb Captain B. And then you have to stop thinking, otherwise you start shouting more fucking... Honeycomb Captain
2: yeah, B. Yeah, you start saying
1: once upon a time, Steve. That's what you do.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, we don't know if we're going to be back next week, Log, because the... Uh, well, clearly, the, the lack of oxygen up. in this bunker is sending us fucking rocket bonkers. Though, yeah. oh. and there's fucking stinks coming out of your bumhole, buddy. Like yeah, I, like. I won't apologize.
2: I won't apologize, and I won't stop.
1: We'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Features, Features podcast. podcast. Good night and goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Dead bye to
2: you.